Welcome to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. We hope that God speaks to you through this message from Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning. So glad that you're here today. Today we're kicking off a brand new series called Speak Up, and it's going to be fabulous. I'm so excited about it. Um, because for me, one of the things that is the most frustrating for me is that I want to help people who are in need, but a lot of times I just don't know how. And I've given money to people before, and the truth is I have been scammed before by people who just you know, took my money for something that they promised, and it wasn't really that at all, and it ended up being a ripoff. And uh, I mean, look, and I'm okay with that. Like, I've turned that over to God, I'm letting him take care of that, you know, and, and if they break out in painful sores, then that's just what God does. Um, but, but, you know, I, I don't want to just, I just want to, don't want to just throw guilt money at something, okay? And I don't want to be a part of something that doesn't actually fix anything. I want to be a part of something that changes lives, that really makes a difference in our world. You know what? I think that's what most of us want. I mean, I think most of us want to be involved in something that really helps people, but we don't know how. Or how do we know it's not a scam? Or how do we make sure that the help we're giving actually helps? Well, in this series, we are going to, um, we, we've partnered with some organizations that we have vetted, by the way, that do incredible work with um, people who are in genuine need. And during this series, each week, we're going to do as a church a project that will help meet the needs of that group of people that we're talking about that week. I mean, it's going to be really, really incredible. And the reason that we want to do that um, is because it helps, it reflects God's image in our lives. Because here's the thing. <laughs> to be involved in these projects, you don't even have to be a member here. You don't, you don't have to, even if this is your first day to come, you can get involved in these projects. And when you do, you're going to feel really good about yourself. And the reason you're going to feel really good about yourself is because when you help people, that is a reflection of God's image. Because the Bible says that we were created in His image. Now, it's not talking about His physical image. It's talking about a soul image image. And so when you help people who need help, your heart reflects the image of God's heart. And you reflect his image in how you live your life in those moments. That's why it's so rewarding and so fulfilling. Okay? So the underlying premise for this entire series comes from one key verse in the book of Proverbs. Now the context is that a young man named Lemuel has just been made king. But he's young. He's inexperienced. And so his mother, who's an extremely wise person, gives him some words of wisdom in how to be a successful king. In fact, she makes him memorize what she tells him. And one of the key things she tells him is in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 8. Look what she says. She says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. So she basically tells her son that 
He is not to use his power as the king to make a great name for himself or to promote himself or to name things after himself. He is supposed to use his position as king to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. That he is to be a voice for those who have no voice. That the purpose of being king is not just to sit back and go, hey, it's good to be the king. I know. The purpose of being the king is to speak up for people who cannot speak for themselves. And by the way, isn't that what our politicians are supposed to do? Right? I mean, think about it. What if every politician used their position and their power to be a voice for people who had no voice instead of just worrying about how to get reelected? I mean, wouldn't that change our country? Absolutely it would. And by the way, if politicians started living just by this one verse, they wouldn't have any problem getting reelected, would they? No. All right. Well, this isn't about running for office, okay? So here's the, here's the thing. All of us have influence. All of us have a voice. We have a network. We have resources. We have abilities. We have position. And we have the opportunity to step in and help people who have no voice. To speak up for people who cannot speak for themselves. And in so doing, we can make a real difference in this world. Now, before we go any farther, two quick things. First is this. To be involved in the projects and the things we're going to do during the series, you don't even have to be a Christian. You, you might not be sh- you might not even know for sure what you believe about God or about Jesus or anything like that. But look, you don't have to believe in order to help people. Now, my hope is is that you will. Because Hopefully, during these projects, you'll become so exposed to God and His love that you would choose to believe and become a Christ follower. That's my hope. But you don't have to believe to be involved in help, okay? Second thing I'll say is this, is that my desire is that one of these projects, uh, that the people that it helps, that those people would just grab your heart. My hope is, is that for you, that these projects, the purpose is to expose you to these groups of people. My hope is that through that exposure, one of these groups of people will just grip your heart and you will have a soft spot for them. And you'll like, you know, I want to become more involved on an ongoing basis in helping these people. And if that's you, then you can become involved in a more ongoing, regular basis. And our missions department, headed by Kelly Eisenberger, our missions pastor, can help you do that, okay? Um, So, that brings us to the first group of people that we're going to talk about, uh, and that, that group is single women and children. This is actually two different groups, but as you can understand, they go together in a lot of ways. So let's look at what the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 27. It says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. Okay, so... Let's start by talking about single women, okay? What can I do to help single women? Um, Well, here's the first one. Number one is this. I need to help those with real needs. Help those with real needs. Now, look, there's some single women, they're doing fine in life. 
everything is okay for them. And so they don't really have any needs. They don't really need any help from anyone. Hey, and that's great. But that's not the case for most. Most single women have difficulty in making ends meet. And they just have a hard time making it in life. And, and this is, look, this is just, this is way broader than just young single moms, okay? This includes widows. It includes any, basically any woman who finds herself single for whatever reason and is having a hard time making it in life. Look, and by the way, that situation, that's not unique to our times. You know, in Bible times, women had a very difficult time making it if they were alone. Because women in that culture, they had no rights. They had no voice. They had no position in society. They had no representation at all. And so consequently, they had a very, very difficult time making it. And, and there, were, there were very few options for them to make a living. Um, if they did not want to be a prostitute then there really was no other means for them to make a living. So if they didn't want to become a prostitute, then they were basically condemning themselves to a life of severe poverty. And so it's into that situation that God gives the church, the early Christians, and therefore us, some very specific instructions. Look what the Bible says in 1 Timothy <clears throat> chapter 5, verse 3. It says, the church should take loving care. Circle, take loving care. The church should take loving care of women whose husbands have died if they don't have anyone else to help them. Now, the Bible specifically refers to widows because the truth is, in their culture, the young single mom was virtually non-existent. And the reason it was non-existent because if a young woman who was married, if her husband died, then she would become the wife of the husband's brother or the wife of the nearest male relative. Now, that's not a command in the Bible, okay? That was their tradition of their culture, okay? So, like, I'm not recommending we move to that, all right? So, like, tension down, all right? It's okay. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that because divorce in that culture was extremely rare, the situation of the young single mom almost never existed. But in our culture, it does. And in our culture, oftentimes young single moms find themselves in the same position as the biblical widow, having a difficult time making ends meet, having a difficult time just making it life. In some ways, it's actually more difficult because not only are they trying to meet their needs, but they're trying to meet the needs of little children as well. And so it becomes very difficult. So we include... As a church, we need to include them when it, the Bible says to take loving care. We need to take loving care of widows and single moms who are in real need. For instance, right now in our church, there's a young single mom who has tile in part of her house, but because of an ongoing water leak, that tile has buckled and cracked. And so now she has a hole in her floor that she has to keep her little toddlers away from so that they don't get hurt. We have another um, older single lady in our church whose husband traded her in for a younger model. And as such, she has only been able to afford a foreclosure home. And as you would expect, the home has a lot of problems. 
that she, can, she can't fix herself because she doesn't know how and doesn't have the resources to fix. She has entire rooms that are, remain in the dark just because the lights don't work. We have another lady in our church, a widow, um, whose husband was killed in an accident. And she's got three little toddlers. And every time it, they get a hard rain, like they have leaks in the roof and water gets in the house yet again. Another lady who's an older widow um, has a hole in her roof and the caulking around the windows is bad. So every time it does rain, like water gets in the house. I mean, look, this kind of stuff just should not be. There's no reason that this kind of stuff should continue to exist when we as a church family can easily step in and help. And so what can we do? Well, there's two things. Number first is this, this is your bullet point. Be a part of the Help Single Women Assistance Day on February 25th, okay? Like we couldn't think of a catchy name, so we just came up with Help Single Women Assistance Day, okay? But, that, but that's pretty much what it is, okay? So we're going to go out and we're going to help as many of the single moms and widows in our church that need help as we possibly can. We're going to help them fix tile, um, gutter, I mean, um, caulk around their windows. We're going to replace parts of roof. We're going to clean out their gutters. We're going to move stuff up in the attic. They, all that stuff that you can't, that's really hard to do all on your own, we're going to do it on that Saturday. Okay. Now look, you don't have to be a super handy person to be involved. We will have some handy people on each project site. You just have to be willing. You just got to be there. You provide the labor, the church will provide the materials. And this is something you can bring your kids to so they can get involved and they can help as well. So here's what you can do. On that Saturday, show up here at the church at 8 o'clock in the morning. We'll give you a map and a description of what you're going to be doing and send you on your way. And, you'll, and there'll be teams at each, each project site and you'll probably be finished right around lunchtime. So that's what it's going to be. Okay? All right. Second thing that you can do is join the Help Single Women Ministry Team. Join the Help Single Women Ministry Team. Twice a year, we're going to have these half-Saturday um, work projects where a team of people are going to go out and help all the single moms and widows that are part of our church. Now we'll, now, we'll have an emergency team so that if somebody has an emergency situation, like we can fix it on the fly. But if you want to be a part of a team of people that ongoing and regularly helps the single moms and widows in our church when they need this kind of help, join this team. And yes, we did start something similar to this a couple of years back, but the truth is we were not prepared to, um, we're not prepared to maximize the overwhelming response that we got, uh, but now we are. And so our missions department is going to be heading and is ready, heading this up and ready to help mobilize as many people as we need to. Okay. All right. Now, in most passages in the Bible, when it mentions widows, it also mentions children. Because in that culture, children had no rights, they had no voice, they had no influence, and as a consequence, they were extremely vulnerable. So, what can I do to help children? Well, here's your feeling. You can give a child a future. Give a child a future. Look what the Bible says. Look what happens. Um, this is an encounter with Jesus in Luke 18, verses 15 and 16. People were also bringing babies to Jesus to have him touch them. When the disciples saw this, 
they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. See, look, Jesus, Jesus loved children and he wanted them to come to him. Um, and he didn't want the disciples to prevent children from coming to him. Neither does Jesus want us to prevent children from coming to him. But the problem is, is that there are children that are born into such severe poverty that their lives are so much without hope that to try to tell them about God's love is almost unbelievable because, because they have no hope for any kind of a future in life. See, here's the situation. They're born into a family that is so incredibly poor that mom and dad have no marketable skills, and so their family can't barely can make ends meet, and so the children often have to go and beg or they have to go and work in order to help support the family. Or these children are not able to attend a school because the school is so far away and they have no means to get there. Or because these children are often so malnourished that when they get sick, they stay sick for a really long time and they have no medicine to help them get, you know, get well quickly. And so they get farther and farther and farther behind in school until they get to the point where they have to drop out. And when they drop out, they receive no education. When they have no education, they can develop no marketable skill. When they develop no marketable skill, the cycle of poverty repeats itself. And so they just have no hope of a future. And I know all this is hard to believe, but get this. Here, here's, I want you to write this down. According to a 2014 UN report on poverty, 40% of the world's population lives on less than $2.50 a day. Less than $2.50 a day. Half of those people live on less than $1.25 a day. Can you imagine trying to make it on that? Look, and if in your life you have no education and you have no skills and this is your reality, there's no hope of breaking out of poverty. You have no future. But this is the reality for four out of ten people in the world, most of which are children. That's the reality. A few years ago, um, our church partnered with two organizations that do incredible work with children in poverty. One organization is called Impact Africa. Uh, they work almost exclusively in the slums of Johannesburg, South Africa. And they do amazing work there. They go from like literally hovel to hovel and they tell families and they tell children about the good news of Jesus Christ. But what makes it believable is they don't just care about their spiritual needs, they care about their physical needs as well. They help make sure that children have a, a one nutritious meal a day. They have built a school in the midst of this slum so that these children can have an opportunity at an education. More than that, they've also started a baby drop program because as you can imagine, in the slums, um, there are women that when they have a baby, they know they can't take care of it. And so what they'll do is they'll take that child and they just leave it in a dumpster to die. It's horrible. And so what Impact Africa has done, they've created a baby drop program where these women, instead of going to a dumpster, they can go to a building and inside the, at the, on the wall of a building, there's a drawer that they can pull out 
and they can place the baby inside and close the drawer. Well, when that happens, it's an alarm pages a member of the Impact Africa team. They know that a baby's been dropped off. So they go, they rescue the child, they feed it, they nurse it, they clothe it, they care for it until it's strong enough and old enough where it can be adopted by a family who can take care of it. I mean, how amazing is that? How cool is that? Another organization we partner with is World Vision. World Vision is a global child relief organization, and I love the work that they do because World Vision, uh, whenever a child is sponsored, they make sure that that child has school clothes, books, an opportunity to go to school, one nutritious meal every day, and guarantee that once a month, a World Vision relief worker goes to that child's house to check on the child and the family, and to tell that family about the good news of Jesus Christ. I mean, I love that that's what World Vision does. They do incredible work at it. And, uh, and, And I'm telling you, I have seen how that sponsorship changes people's lives. And, and World, World Vision does more than that. They also do projects that raise the standard of living for the entire community so that all the families and all the children in the community have better opportunity. I mean, they do incredible, incredible work, okay? So here's where you come in. Here's what you can do. Two things. First is this. Sponsor an Impact Africa or World Vision child. Sponsor a child. Out in the lobby today, we have children from Impact Africa and World Vision that can be sponsored. We have a total of 300 children. All of them are from the Johannesburg area. And the reason we picked that area is because our student ministry goes to Johannesburg every other year on a mission trip. And so if you go on that trip, you can go and meet your sponsor child. Whether it's an impact of your child, World Vision child, doesn't make any difference. You can go and meet your child. How cool would that be? It'd be amazing. And this is the benefit of going to a large church like Parkway Fellowship, a church that has multiple services and multiple campuses. Get this. We have the opportunity to sponsor every single child in one day. And what would take these organizations years to get all of these, co- these kids sponsored? We could sponsor every single child in one day. I mean, can you imagine what that would do for that community? I mean, can you imagine that in one day, if every single child had the chance to go to school, if every single child got a nutritious meal, if every single child got to hear about Jesus Christ and a World Vision worker made sure that they were healthy and that their needs were being met. I mean, can you imagine how that would transform a community? Can you imagine how how compelling it would be when a World Vision worker or an impact worker came to the, a child and said, hey, God loves you so much that he didn't just sponsor you. He sponsored every kid in our village all in one day. He loves you that much. I mean, could you see how compelling that would be and how much hope and a future that would give those kids? We have a chance to do that in one day. Okay. Second thing that we can do 
is this. Oh, well, let me tell you, I don't want to leave this part out. Uh, the sponsorship for an Impact Africa child is $49 a month. That's the commitment. A World Vision child is $39 a month. And by the way, I, I can personally tell you at the difference sponsorship can make because my wife and I currently, right now, we support three World Vision kids monthly. And it has changed the trajectory of their lives. So sponsor a child today, okay? All right, so next thing we can do is this, is you can provide a renewable gift. You can provide a renewable gift. That's your fill-in, okay? Um, now look, I know. We just did three weeks of a tithe challenge, okay? So I, I want to be sensitive to those families that have trusted God and stepped out in faith and maybe there's no extra or there's just simply no margin in the budget, okay? So what you can do is you can provide a renewable gift. What I mean by that is like for $7, you can provide a family with a duck. I know that might not sound terribly inspiring, but you could give them a duck and what the duck does, the duck can lay eggs and they can use the eggs either to eat and feed themselves or they can sell the eggs in the market and provide for themselves, and the duck keeps laying eggs. And then they could maybe even keep some eggs for themselves, and they could have more ducks. And pretty soon, they got a bunch of ducks. And they have a lot of renewable resource at the time. We heard a, fam uh, heard a story about a guy um, who received a goat. And that goat had triplets. And that goat kept having triplets. Okay, it's like the most fertile goat ever. So... Um, the goat kept having triplets, and now the guy has a pretty sizable herds of, herd of goats, and he's doing great. He's doing really well for himself. But it started because someone gave him one goat. And that's how it starts. If you can provide one renewable resource for somebody, that could be the one thing that God uses to change the trajectory of their future and give them hope where they have none. Look, and, and you can give a lot of things. I mean, you can give a chicken or a rabbit or uh, part of a fish pond or a share of a donkey. I mean, who doesn't want to give a share of a donkey, right? <laughs> so you can provide a renewable resource for people, and you can do that out in the lobby today. Look, here's the thing. <clears throat> you don't even have to be a Christ follower to do any of this stuff. You, you don't have to believe in God at all to be a part of this. But I hope that you will. I hope that you will become a Christ follower. Because when you do, that reflects God's image in your life and in your heart. Look, and you don't become a Christ follower by helping people or by doing good deeds. You become a Christ follower by being forgiven. And you do that when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life to forgive you for everything you've ever done and then promise to follow him as best you can from this day forward. If you've never done that, that's where you need to start. And if you're ready to do that, there's a prayer. It's on the bottom of your message notes. If you're ready to pray that prayer, take a few moments, and I want you to pray it right now. Because look, God doesn't just care about people's physical needs. He cares about their spiritual needs, including yours. And so really for all of us, for the next three weeks, let's speak up for those in this world who cannot speak for themselves. And next week, we're going to talk about what we can practically do to help speak up for children 
who have been victims of human trafficking. It is going to be incredible. So make sure that you're here. Everybody, bow your head, close your eyes. Let me pray for us all. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you. Thank you for the chance that you have given us to take loving care of the widows and single moms in our church. And I ask that you would help us to do that. God, that you would help us on February 25th pretty much to wipe out every need in our church and that every future need that comes up, we would wipe it out too. And that we would take loving care of them. And Lord, I also thank you for the chance that we could change the course of an entire village in one day. And so Lord, I pray that you would put it on people's hearts to sponsor enough kids that every child will be sponsored today. And that you would use things like renewable gifts to change the trajectory of entire families and give them hope by giving them a leg up. And so use us, Father, to do those things. And bring us back next week so that we can hear more. We ask you to do this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more.